0: There are two words in modern-day language that horrify, induce panic, terrorize, petrify, and scare you to death. Those two words are... Cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency. It's not that scary. It's not that difficult. And it's not intimidating. We'll prove it. We'll have fun along the way. This is Tales Tales from from the Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. And now your host, Tony Tony Casanova. Casanova.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. So over the weekend, it was pretty slow. We saw a little bit of a pump on Saturday, but not not really enough to get excited. Overall, Bitcoin hit $22,089, hovered there for a little while, and as of now, it's sunk to $21,652, which by the way, is below that critical $21,666. That I called for during today's market update. Uh, it's now been there for about three and a half hours. So, uh, in about another hour or so, we can expect uh, Bitcoin to start dropping uh, again, and probably see it drop to about nineteen thousand eight hundred eighty-eight before we need to react in any way. So, uh, so people have asked me, "Hey, what do you do?" What do you do when Bitcoin starts to take a shit and it's going like the other way and your portfolio is going to hell, too? Well, first of all, uh, we made some changes on Friday that were integral into what our strategy is uh, for right now. First of all, we shifted the coins where we had made profits. We shifted those into altcoins that at that time were down 10 to 15%. Now, yes, the market continued to go down and we've taken a hit to our portfolio, but really the difference between where we were and where the market needs to be is really only about 1200 bucks. So, if you look at it right now, if the market gets to like $23,000, our portfolio becomes, you know, really 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 profitable up like 20% from where we were when we got in because the coins were already down 10% but Bitcoin was not you see so we gained a lot of ground there now as the market continues to go down will dollar cost average will continue to get in and that price will continue to get lower and I know what you're saying you're saying Tony well I already got in on the market I don't have any more money to get in as it gets lower and lower so we're waiting for the bounce back Okay, but that's your strategy, but that's not that's that's not how you trade cryptocurrency. Okay, first of all, so I wanted to cover uh, in today's podcast. I'm going to do two things. Number one, I'm going to keep the podcast a little bit shorter, uh, so that we can, you know, get like as much information as we can in a short period of time. But some of you have asked. I realize you don't have unlimited amounts of time. I try to talk very quickly during the podcast to get them going. uh, But some of you play me on double speed, uh, and it's still not not enough. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cut the podcast down a little bit, not making, maybe not make them an hour, but just give you like the stuff that you need to find out right away uh, in addition to the market update. So I'll go a little bit more in depth from there. And then maybe on, maybe later on down the road or whatever, as you guys start making, you know, really big money and getting into the, into the, the program and et cetera, then maybe I'll do something for like uh, exclusive members only, or maybe I'll start something for the above a hundred thousand dollars club, like people that have made more than a hundred thousand dollars trading this year year, okay, Uh, or something like that, and then we'll do a little bit more in depth, and we'll talk a little bit more, but for right now, what you need to know is this, when you want to trade cryptocurrency, if you walk in and you're like, I've got $1,000, what do I dump it into? Okay. If you come to me with that question, I'm already going to look at you and I'm going to be like, this person doesn't know what they're doing or what they're getting into. And then what I do is I say, Hey, why don't you refer back to like some of my podcasts from like early back in the day when I first started to talk, to talk about what my strategy was and how I was able to turn a hundred dollars into a lot of money. It was by staying disciplined and staying true to my strategy. Okay. So here I'm going to lay out for you right now for the first time in a very long time. I'm going to recap and recover that strategy so that you can follow along, uh, on how you can actually make it in crypto. So first of all, if you're going to invest a thousand dollars in crypto. Okay. Let's say for sake of my, uh, of my example, uh, let's say you wanted to invest, to invest 12 $100, okay? $1,200 into the crypto space. Here's what I would tell you to do. Take a take $1,200 and divide it by the 12 months of the year, okay? And then you're going to have $100 a month to trade in crypto. And then I'm going to tell you, take that $100 and divide it by four, because there's four weeks and you're going to have $25, And then I'm going to tell you, okay, so you don't have $1,200 off the bat. What you have to trade crypto is $25 a week. Okay. So that's the first thing. That's your first strategy. Is to take and to have a disciplined way that you are going to approach the market, which is going to be dividing the money that you are willing to risk and budget throughout the course of the year. So let's say that you want to invest $12,000 of your portfolio into cryptocurrencies. Okay. Of your, of the money that you make throughout the year. You will budget for that then, and then you'll be like, okay, I've got $1,000 a week or or $1,000 a month. So that's $250 a week to put into cryptocurrency. And this is how you start off. This is how you first approach the market. Now, the next thing that you do is that you take that $25 that you have per week and you follow my portfolio that's on, the, that's on the show me the crypto page. You buy into that portfolio there. Okay. You divide your $25 the way that I have it divided in the portfolio. Okay. That's how you do it. And then you watch it from there. Now, Every single week, you'll have another $25 because you dollar costed average. Some weeks, I'm going to tell you, hey, listen, this week, we're going to take the $25 and you'll hear me say, you'll hear me say this, continue to dollar cost average in to Gala, for example, or a couple of weeks ago, I told people, DAG, continue to dollar cost average into it. Okay. Or you'll hear me say, I'm going to buy in, buy into flux or buy into whatever new coin. I said, or I'm going to tell you trade, trade out of your dag and move it to Gala. All of that stuff is in the portfolio and all of that stuff is a trade now every once in a great while you'll hear me say go into an all cash position that means that you will take everything in your portfolio and you will dump it into usdt Not into cash, but into USDT, which is our crypto that represents cash. There, our crypto isn't going to go up. It's not going to go down. I do this during times when there is going to be a 40% move or more in the market that's been forecasted. Then what I do is I know that I can't trade out of my position. Everything is going to go to hell. So when everything goes to hell, I like to be in a stable position in tether so i move all of my assets to tether let the market go to hell because of whatever is going to happen whatever news came out whatever bad or whatever is going to happen and then buy in at the bottom with my portfolio just reestablish my portfolio again and then from there continue growing it now during this time i continue to dollar cost average today for example i said don't buy anything, don't trade anything, you know, just keep an eye on the market. Well, they might, there might be a whole week like this. If in, during a whole week, if at the end of the week, you have $25 left and you didn't put it into anything, then at that point, take the $25 and put it into USDT. Put it into Tether in your account because when I tell you, then that's like in your little savings account. And then when you hear me say, "Hey guys, we hit the bottom, we hit the bottom," and now I want everybody to buy in. Well, then you'll have the dollar cost averaged money from that week, plus you'll have all the money that's in Tether that you saved from the weeks that I said that I told you, "Hey, don't buy anything this week. Don't buy anything. Don't buy." The market's still going down. When the market is still going down, I don't don't necessarily like to continue to purchase. In the beginning, I do because when the market starts to go down, it's starting to go down. You can pick up at a value and then it might turn around and go the other way. So we want to take those profits. We don't want to be sitting there waiting for the market to go down when it's actually pumping. So what we have to do is we we have to get in, get in. Okay, now we traded out everything that we had in USDT. We traded out all our trades, everything is in an altcoin that can double or triple or quadruple when the market goes back the other way. We've done all of that. What can we do now? Now you wait. Okay. You wait, you just sit there and you wait until you have more money to dollar cost average. And then you wait. And when you do have money to dollar cost average, then you put it in and however, however I said to do it, or however you want to do it, or you throw it in the tether and wait till the market goes down even more. Cause that's what you're doing, but you're not missing out on any of like on any of like your, your moves and you're constantly staying in the market and you're staying engaged when you're going to trade cryptocurrency, it's good to make a one year commitment. Over one year, you'll really learn a lot. And if you take a thousand dollars and divide it up into 12 months and then, you know, go from there or whatever, then every single month you're going to see different things. You're going to dollar cost average in at, oh, at different times. And by the end of the year, you'll make 15, 20, 30, 40% if we kick the market's ass. You know, this is how you do it. And then you're not going to sell at that point. You're going to take your Ethereum and you're going to take your Bitcoin and you're going to move it into your ledgers. You're going to move it into your tracers. You're going to move it into your paper wallets. Okay. And then with Ethereum and Bitcoin, you're going to do two different things. With your Ethereum, you're going to stake it. You're going to stake it and you're going to stake it with Ethereum. You're not going to stake it with any other platform. I don't care if Crypto Cuckoo calls you and tells you that, you know, hey, we're paying out a 104% a week on your Ethereum if you stake it with us, then you're for sure going to lose it. So don't stake it with anybody. Everybody that has a staking platform for Ethereum that says this or that, it's a bullshit thing. Okay, you might make some money in the short term, but if you stick with them for the long term, it's going to be a loser. It will be an exchange that lost its liquidity. It will be something like that, and you'll end up losing the money that you had. So stake it with Ethereum and take the staking rewards from Ethereum, which are plenty in itself. That's what you do with Ethereum. You buy it. You hoard it, you stake it, you continue staking it, you take the profits from it, you stake those, and you keep doing that until you're a gazillionaire, okay? It takes some time, but if Ethereum keeps doing what it's doing, then the time will get cut exponentially as the project gets more and more use. Now, what do you do with your Bitcoin? With your Bitcoin, you take loans on it. You take loans on your Bitcoin and you use those loans to buy other cryptocurrencies. And you take those loans on Bitcoin, not when the market is super duper high, but you take those loans when the market is low or the market is dipping. During those times, you take loans out to live for the year, to do whatever you have to do. And then as the market goes up and Bitcoin recovers from the dip you pay off your loans and you rinse and repeat that process all the time all the time spending and using the money to live of the people that bought in at the top and sold at the bottom which will be a never-ending supply of momos that exist out there so you be smart you wait till Bitcoin is low, and then you take out your loan, and you buy cryptocurrencies with the loan, and then it, those cryptocurrencies will go up exponentially as, as Bitcoin leaves the dip, and you'll make money on those cryptocurrencies, and you'll convert those those profits from those cryptocurrencies that you bought, you will convert them into more Ethereum and more Bitcoin to continue your process along. And if ever you take a loss, then you will write it off as a business loss because you are an agency that trades cryptocurrency. This is how you make your money. So if you make your money like that, you also, if you lose money, then you get to write it off. So this is how you do it. This is how you trade. Okay, So when I say that you put money into the crypto market and you never take it out, it's true. And as long as you never take it out, you'll never, ever lose it. So you should never be afraid of selling any. You're never going to sell anything. You're only going to take loans and then you're going to stake it. And as you stake it, you'll make more. Guys, this is the theory of cryptocurrency. This is what you're doing. So stop thinking of it as a stock that you buy and you sell and this and that. Furthermore, you shouldn't be investing in anything. Nothing other than Ethereum and Bitcoin. That's it. Okay, you don't long-term hold any projects. Somebody called me today with a great point. Hey, you talked about DAG. Okay, the U.S. Air Force is in on it. What if I were to buy some DAG now and just hold it until the Air Force decides to make it its thing? Well, it's going to go up and down a gazillion times before that happens. So, first of all, you lost out on a lot of money by buying and selling it, okay? But if you did hold it till eventually when DAG did become a thing with the airport, with the Air Force, yes, you would make money. You lost money in between, but yes, you made money. But most likely, here's what's going to happen. A dude like me is going to call for DAG and he's going to say DAG is the next big project because the Air Force just signed into it. So we get in on DAG, and we make money on DAG, and DAG goes up and DAG goes down, and each time we do it properly, we make money on DAG. And then one day, the Air Force decides that DAG is not its project, that there's a new protocol. Some of you might have heard of SIMBA. Okay. The Air Force is now getting involved with Simba. They just dumped 30 million dollars into this. Is this bad for DAG, by the way? No, it's not. It's actually great for DAG because Simba is a protocol that's mostly for supply chain. Remember, DAG is about launching missiles. Okay. But here's what's great. The U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Air Force, or at the rate they've been shooting down UFOs, I would rather call them probably instead of the USAF, the USFF. That's right. The US find out, fuck around and find out force. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, it turns out that the US fuck around and find out force. All right. Has been getting into blockchain. DAG, which is a product that we're already in on and Simba. Simba Chain, which is going to, you can't buy in. By the way, uh, to Simba Protocol, uh, it's a company that's actually owned now. Well, thirty percent of it is owned by uh, the the Air Force, but they haven't released a token or anything that you can get into. What I, the reason I'm bringing it up here is because the good thing about it is is that the Air Force is getting heavily invested into blockchain for its own security, for for its own protocols, and for its own ledger record keeping this is great for the crypto space and well it's great for us as well okay so anyways so the problem though being is that you know dag technology could change we're all out here constantly looking for the new technology so if you don't think that the minute dag came out that somebody didn't go after it, reverse engineer it, and try to come up with something that was better then then you're foolish because that's what the whole crypto space is about it's about innovation and money is made by the innovators when there's time of no innovation and no new products then cryptocurrency goes in the toilet so you can't buy into altcoins and expect them to be your retirement in 40 50 years those companies are not going to be around DAG isn't going to be around in 50 years. It's going to be a whole different thing. It's going to transform into a whole different project. So the idea is buy it when you first hear about it, make money all along the way, get out eventually and trade it for something else, for some new technology that's going to be even more exciting and constantly trade your profits into Ethereum and into Bitcoin. And if you do this, then... You're not getting married to crypto, like cryptocurrency projects that could get lost out there or whatever. Okay. You're not leaving your money on exchanges like a dummy. Okay. You have your money secure. You've traded the right things and you're holding the right assets with this type of a mentality. This will be successful and. You'll also see profits and then cryptocurrency won't be a scam to you. It'll just be a new skill, something that you understand instead of something that's like, you know, oh, ultra complicated. It's really not that complicated. The code does most of the work. You just have to keep, you have to learn. You have to learn about it. You have to learn how it actually works. But then once you actually learn how it works and stuff like that, then you know, you'll understand the pro- the products. You'll understand that technology changes, that the, pro- the projects could see tech changes that affect the price. Products could uh, uh, see liquidity problems that ha- have them affect the price, that affects the price. All different kinds of things can affect the price. So something's not going to affect, you know, over the long run, Here's what we know. Bitcoin isn't going to go anywhere. It's already proven technology. It's already there. So throw your money into that instead of something that's going to be ultra speculative. We have an ultra speculative portfolio. That's what it is. Our portfolio is to make money in the short term. Okay. What's short term? Every 11 to 15 days, we're we're going through our portfolio and doing something. We're cycling some kind of profits out or something. So that's a good way to do it. All right. So, all right, guys. So I, like I said, I was going to try to keep these like a little bit shorter today. So today's trade strategy in a nutshell, what the hell is the trade strategy? You get in, you find out how much money you're going to spend. You, d- d- you set a budget, you divide that up over the year. So that every week you have a little bit, a little bit of money. You take that money every single week. You listen to the program. You follow along. You see the portfolio. You put your little bits of money in, little bits of money in, little bits of money in at the right time. When's the right time? All the time. Okay. Every week, a little bit. On the weeks that it's no good, you save it. You put it into USDT. The next week you could double down and buy down. At the bottom, you throw in all your money at the bottom when we declare, hey, it's the actual bottom, all right, you throw in everything that you have at USDT and everything, and you put it in there, what if that wasn't the bottom, it doesn't matter, next week you're going to have more, because you remember, you dollar cost averaged, because you're not a dummy, so you'll have a little bit more, and it's going to drop that price down just that little bit more, all right, as you do that, so eventually though, you get in, You're in the cryptocurrency space. You see some profits. You trade your profits out. If you want them to be stable, you put them into USDT. You could start taking percentages of your profits and just depositing them into USDT. And then when you have enough money in there to purchase an Ethereum, you pull it off and you go take that Ethereum and you put it on, on a paper wallet. And when you got 21 of it, then you can start 28 of it. You start staking it on Ethereum. With your Bitcoin, you add it up, add it up, add it up. When Bitcoin's low, like now, you would buy a Bitcoin at twenty-one thousand. Okay, you buy it now, and you take a loan out on it. It's low after we after you have it, and take that and buy something else with it. Hold it. When Bitcoin's sixty-three thousand dollars, you pay off that loan. Okay, and you wait for the new bottom. You see what the new bottom is at that point. And then you take another loan out at that point. But you pay off your loans, you take your profits, and you convert them back into Bitcoin and Ethereum again. And you keep rinsing and repeating this cycle for eternity without ever taking your money out, only in the form of loans. That way you never have to pay taxes on any of your gains at all. You see? Freedom. You become your own bank. Ah, that's what cryptocurrency is supposed to do. Turn you into your own financial institution. Turn you into your own federal reserve. That's right. Of course, then you take care of yourself, right? And you have to make good decisions so hopefully the program helps you make some good decisions all right guys so that's gonna be it uh, for the market all right right now so uh, keep your eye on Bitcoin today is uh, it's, it's gonna continue going down now it's gonna st- start going down so we'll see something we'll see probably uh, 19 and change uh, at some point here uh, quickly and and then from there we'll start seeing you know some turnaround if there's some any kind of big news that turns it around tomorrow that CPI data that comes out computer uh, consumer price index uh, I expect it to go up another 25 points which is gonna be it's gonna be insanely bad for Bitcoin at that point that's when you're gonna see it start dumping and if it starts dumping the way I think I think eighteen thousand could be on the horizon okay so so just be ready for that but for right now we're seeing nineteen thousand eight hundred and we're gonna not buy anything because we're gonna wait to see that number before we decide to make a decision. In the meantime, we're going to write it out. We're just going to let our portfolios do what they're doing. We know that all it's got to do is get to 23. I have good news for you though. I don't want to sound, before I go on this, I don't want to sound like it's bad. The bots are showing that volume is going way down, uh, which means that, that when volume starts going down as the price is going down, that means that the market's losing momentum and that there's less sellers. And that means that soon there will be more buyers. And the projected move, the projected move when the market snaps back now could be the 28. That's right. It could see Bitcoin go all the way to 28,000. So think about it. If we caught dollar cost average, if we held our portfolio right now, the way that it is, we dollar cost average a little bit more, okay, over the next uh, week or so as the market starts to dump and go down until it decides to go the other way, then when it turns around and hits at 28, uh, then we are going to be sitting pretty. And at that point, we'll decide whether the market's going to go up or it might be a good Time at that point to actually pull our money into USDT. You see, those are the ways that you make decisions. But you set yourself up for those decisions in the future, and you take the technical analysis and the data as it is for right now all right guys i'm going to take that quick little break all right so so far we saved four minutes all right i'm going to save uh, a little bit of time on the second uh on the second part of the show too during the second part of the show i'm going to talk about ocean protocol ocean protocol is something i told you guys about a half a year ago and now it's time to start taking a look at it seriously why because artificial intelligence is creeping in and ocean protocol is primed for it so let's talk about ocean protocol and we're also going to talk about MetaHedge uh, during. The second part of the show. I will be right back.
0: This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now we switch it up from prices and news to altcoins from the crypt and what's new at MetaHedge.
1: All right, guys, and I am back. All right, so let let me start off uh, by talking a little bit about what's new and what's going on at MetaHedge uh, this week. So, uh, first of all, uh, after the disbursements this week, we found that 20% of our holders have now converted to Phantom Wallet, which is a slight uptick from last week, so that's nice. Everybody's starting to get the hang of it, so people are starting to figure out how to do it. Uh, They've reached out to support, we've been able to get back, we've told them about importing uh, to to the new wallet using their old seed phrases and uh, they've been able to figure it out so people are slowly starting to get it and I think uh, we'll pick up a little bit of momentum of course we need to get like at least an 85 percent rate of conversion before we can move forward forward with the project right I mean uh, with 20% of our holders is is basically just not enough right now uh, we, we we do expect that as the February 28th uh, date approaches uh, we encourage all partners you know to complete the action of transferring all over to your phantom wallet so you can continue along in the program um if you have any 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 kind of trouble along the way just reach out to support at mymetahedge.com and we'll help you get all set up okay uh the other thing is that at the mymetahedge.com site we're beginning to test the voting mechanism, so if you can go to mymetahedge.com, uh, that's our actual MetaHedge site, all the way down at the bottom, there's a little section, it's got a red wallet and a green wallet address, and then what I would like you to do is if you are a MetaCash holder, now, uh, MetaCash is the token that ends with the dollar sign. So it's meta and then it ends with that dollar sign. That is now our company governance token. So only... Only members, uh, only partners that have the MetaCash token can actually vote on company procedures and company protocols moving forward. So what we want to do at this point is anybody that has that MetaCash token, we would invite you to. We have posted a question on the website. Please go through and vote. You can vote yes or no. Now, whether you vote yes or no, it doesn't matter to the question just because you vote I'm going to send you back 100 Meta. That's right. I'll send you 100 Meta, not the cash tokens, but just the actual Meta token uh, that uh, is going to be interchangeable with Solana as soon as we uh, are able to get everybody to switch over to their wallets. So uh, with that being said, we will reward you for helping us. How many tokens do you have to send to vote? Just one metas. okay? That's it. Just one of the, of the Meta cash tokens. That's it. Uh, That counts as a vote. So uh, we will send you, you send us that token, we in turn will send you back 100 meta, okay, to incentivize you to go and to vote. So please go ahead and do that. Uh, Once we have our voting mechanisms debugged and everything is working out great, uh, then we'll be able to use those. And of course, we will be using those more as we begin to vote on regulation as we go through, uh, you know, as we get ready to go on decks. So as we do that, um, you know, please uh, be in an active part of voting, it becomes an integral part of the project moving forward for the partners to to vote on, on issues. Okay, guys. Uh, another thing is we are getting ready to, I talked a little bit about this last week, but I'm getting ready to launch the first of our of five platforms that are going to be dropping soon. Uh, the first one is called Party Store Swap, uh, and it's for party store owners. So if you know any party store owners, please send them our way. This is a specialized, uh, specialized platform. And basically it's for owners of stores to be able to interchange trade and auction off items that they have. Uh, it accepts both, uh, Stripe payments and it accepts cryptocurrency payments. And a great part of it is, is that no matter what the transaction is, MetaHedge makes money on it, which of course translates into dollars for our, uh, holders as well and our partners. So that's great news for us, uh, Now, with that being said there is also a platform that we've been working on that holds similar technology. So because of that, we've been able to move forward on it as well. And that is the only Legends platform, uh, which is, I consider it to be one of our most major platforms that we have on the site, mostly because it's attached to college athletes with a group that already is in contact with them and has the name, image, and likeness representation licenses for uh, said college athletes. So with that being said having a platform that provides the 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 athletes the opportunity to earn and sell their own you know their own gear uh earn programs and uh, have the nft representation uh for the name image and likeness uh in the cryptocurrency space is great for metahedge as well uh i know that this this project is going to start making money probably very quickly as well. Even if it's launched in like a couple of different phases, uh, the first phase should make money right away because we have motivated partners that have gear uh, and have the contacts who just look are looking for a way to be able to get that out to the public. And we have that in our hands. So uh, with that being said, that is going to start to drive uh, even more positive, uh, positive revenue into the company. So partners can probably expect, I know things in the, in the, in the uh, revenue reception department have been uh, kind of like steady for a while now, because even though we hold A high interest apy that we that we pay out uh, it's been kind of steady and hasn't really fluctuated much that's because uh most of like the money that we've been making in the company has been coming from the the in the form of like staking from like you know the games that we're involved in and that kind of stuff now we're becoming a little bit more active in the cryptocurrency trading space we have bots that are like crazily they're they're insanely profitable at this moment so uh we are going to start looking at perhaps upticking the percentage that we give to our partners. Uh, now, this has been discussed because our original uh, our original plan was to just pay the partners uh, on what we are staking from the games and et cetera. And now we've actually added like revenue from the bots and we're going to be adding revenue from the platforms. Uh, one of the things that we are discussing right now is to maybe on Fridays, instead of having one payment that's in bulk, maybe dividing that up into two payments that you would see on fridays uh so that would add up to like the one payment but anyways whether we do it one way or the other that's going to be something that we're going to end up voting on so it's one of the reasons that we're testing the voting mechanisms right now is because that's going to be an issue that's going to come up as to how we produce those uh, for our partners to see you know hey this is what came in from here and this is what came in from there uh and etc so As we come up with the protocol, we're going to ask you to vote on it, and before we can vote on it, we have to test the voting mechanisms that we have in place currently, so we'd like to do that, so please jump in there and do that as well. Uh, Also, we want to continue to tell you that if you are having trouble establishing your phantom wallet, one of the main things that we come across is this. Uh, People download Phantom Wallet and then they establish a new wallet right away. Okay, that's the wrong thing to do. That's why I said from the beginning, please don't do anything until I tell you to do things because it would avoid a lot of confusion. But some people jumped off and they wanted to have their Phantom Wallet and then they purchased other cryptocurrencies and sent them there and all of that kind of stuff or whatever while they were waiting on instructions from us, which is what we told you not to do. So anyways, well, if you did it, you did it, and that's that. But here's what you have to do, okay? First of all, start with a clean phone or device that has no phantom wallet on it, okay? So if you have it, delete it. If you have coins on it, send your coins to another wallet you were smart enough to get and do all of that. Figure it out, do it, or or set up a separate phantom wallet. Okay. However you want to do it. But in the process, you need a clean phantom wallet. That's just been freshly downloaded onto your phone. And then it's going to ask you whether you want to number one, create a new wallet or number two, it's going to say, I already have a wallet. You are going to say that you already have a wallet. Okay. Now, When you tell it that you already have a wallet, it's going to say what's your recovery phrase or what's your seed phrase. You need to put in the 12 words that you used to establish your slope wallet, the original wallet, okay? If you do not know what those words were, then, well, you're a ninny. Because we told you in the very beginning, do not lose your words. And in the crypto space, do not lose your words means don't lose your words. That's the only way that you have to identify yourself. Now, luckily, if you aren't a complete ninny and you still have Slope Wallet on your phone, And you didn't just download your phantom app, get rid of your slope wallet, and now you don't have your words, which has happened. All right. If you at least have your slope wallet, you can go into your settings of your slope wallet, go to security, go to where it says backup my seed phrase, click that one time, and it will show you your seed phrase from slope. Okay, And then back out of there. Don't go anywhere else because what it will do is it could do things that will change your seed phrase. So you don't want it to do that. Just back out. Once you write down your words, back out of it. So you now have your 12 words from Slope. And you also have your phantom wallet that you just downloaded that's asking you for 12 words. Take the 12 words from Slope. Put them into the phantom wallet. When you do that, everything that you had in your slope wallet is going to import to your phantom wallet, okay? And it'll all be there. Your Solana, your tokens, your Meta tokens, your Meta cash tokens, everything will be over there. At that point, you can then delete your slope wallet, completely delete it and get, it, get rid of it from your phone. It's a security risk at that point. OK, so uh, we no longer make any updates to Slope. We no longer send anything to Slope. Slope has since become defunct. Uh, and uh, I don't think you can actually download them still from the store. OK, maybe if they you could download it back, but they're not updating it as of right now either. So uh, you won't get any of your tokens on Slope. You're not going to get anything on Slope over there. All you're going to get is headaches. Get rid of it. Okay, but don't do that until you have everything in your phantom wallet. When you see it in your phantom wallet, there's going to be, after you import the account to your phantom wallet, there'll be a little thing that says, this is your account. You click on that. Okay, should show you your balances. And then everything is good to go. Set your password, whatever it is, keep it and stay, uh, stay safe. Don't give your password, your passphrase to anyone uh, which is a 12 words and remember uh, those as well. Okay. So there you have it in a nutshell, how you do it. What do you do? I'm going to review it right now. First, download a new phantom phantom app to your phone. Second, I already have a wallet. What's your wallet? The seed phrase from slope, put the seed phrase from slope into the, I already have a wallet at phantom. Your information will update. And once it updates, you're all good to go. Get rid of slope at that point all right and that's it it's a super easy thing to do man this is like a like a two minute thing to do so it's not like oh my god this is going to take me all afternoon this is literally a two minute thing to do and it's a very basic thing to do in crypto and by the way learn to do this because phantom might go out of business or something or get hacked or something crazy and one day you're going to get an alert saying hey guys we switched to this wallet and you're going to have to use your 12 words that you have and you're just going to put them into the new wallet and then you're going to delete phantom like we did for slope okay now with phantom we have a little bit more of it because i'm actually trying to build something directly with phantom there's a meta hedge wallet coming out soon that's right you heard it here first so the meta hedge wallet will keep you secure on dax okay and it actually uses uh it uses some of the phantom protocol so, uh, so there you go. So that's why I like to use phantom. Now you could also have your tokens. If you wanted, you could do the exact same process that I'm saying. Now you could do this with like a Soulflare wallet and you could just have Soulflare not use, not use phantom at all. Now you'll miss out on some stuff. When we do NFT drops, when we send out airdrops and stuff like that, you're not going to get them over there because you're not affiliated on the same wallet. Okay. But you can still do it because technically those tokens and the Solana that's attached to each one of those tokens. Well, that's yours. And that's what blockchain is all about. That's the freedom. As long as you know the words, that stuff actually belongs to you and you can take it wherever you want. So that's, One of the true freedom things that we have in the blockchain space. Okay, guys. All right. So enough about MetaHedge real quick because I'm trying to keep this one short too. But as you see, we have a lot of things to cover. I only talk to you guys one time a week. So if I'm only talking to you one time a week, this is the time that I have. And I got to talk to you about three things. I got to talk to you about our portfolios that we're working on together. I got to talk to you about the company that we're partners in together. And then and then, I want to introduce you to something new right? So I want to give you an opportunity to think about something new. So, so it just takes time. So this is the, the cost, I guess the cost of, of having a free course that doesn't cost you anything where I think I'm giving you some valuable stuff, right? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to give you, I'm giving you everything that I know and I do research all day. So I'm always learning stuff. So as I learn stuff, I also tell you that stuff. But I don't tell you this stuff until I've tested it and I've done it in my own life. So that's like the one thing is like whatever I learn, I go off, I do it, I implement it or whatever. And if it's cool, I come back and I bring it to you guys. So I take the punches to the head right first so that you don't have to take the punches to the head. So what you have to do is listen to me. You have to listen to me for one hour a week. I know it's a fucking lot because my kids don't want to listen to me for an hour a week. Nobody wants to listen to anybody for an hour a week, but. Here's the thing, okay? I'm doing it with love, and what I'm giving you is hopefully valuable to you. Hopefully today in the strategy section, you learned something. Hopefully in the hedge section, you learned something, okay? And now you're going to learn about Ocean Protocol, which, by the way, I've already talked about on this podcast. But to be frank, I talked about Ocean Protocol a long enough time ago that... uh that, uh, well, actually, if I, had, if I had just stayed in Ocean Protocol a long time ago when I got into it, uh, we would have gone up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down because that's what Ocean Protocol has done. But uh, I believe now, at this moment, that Ocean Protocol is poised to maybe take off in the future. And why? Well, because this, Ocean Protocol since the beginning has been the perfect platform for artificial intelligence, okay? And artificial intelligence just wasn't developed enough. It just wasn't developed. The technology was starting to take off. Back in the day when I made like Tone E and all of that kind of stuff, when I started doing that, well... Uh, ocean protocol was just taking, taking off. But now you see with like chat GPT and all the stuff that's like taken off these days. Okay. And DaVinci AI and all of like that kind of stuff. Well, ocean protocol is going to become a lot more important. So ocean protocol, by the way, uh, uses smart contracts, just like anything, just like other cryptocurrencies do, and they're exchangeable across Ethereum's blockchain. So it's basically like an Ethereum DAP, like the entire thing, the entire protocol works on Ethereum's, uh, on Ethereum's platform. Uh, but to make the system work, ocean operates through three main components, and those are providers, consumers, and marketplaces. So first The providers are the ones that mint data tokens and sell the right to access off-chain data sets, okay? The consumers are people that purchase data tokens and redeem them across data sets. For example, to play a game or to purchase something, okay? Uh, and then marketplaces connect providers and consumers to facilitate transactions. The reason I know quite a bit about Ocean Protocol is because MetaHedge is actually designed a lot like the, the Ocean Protocol is. Okay, it's one of the things that I studied very deeply. Uh, however, it was on Ethereum and I wanted to move to the Solana space. So if you think about it, in MetaHedge, we also have a set of providers, consumers, and marketplaces which are being developed. That's what our whole ecosystem is based around. Okay, first, we started with the providers, which are our partners. Partners, Mint our token, MetaHedge token, and they sell the right to access off chain data sets, like for example to MetaSearch and Twine when it becomes and Only Legends and uh, uh, Ultimate Fight Club and all of like these all of like these things that we're that we're currently involved in. Right. This is going to be the ability to do these things, all of like the marketplaces, the betting platforms, the fantasy sports things that we're involved in. Okay, so the providers, which are our partners, they're the ones that actually mint the data tokens and they mint them by holding them and they get them weekly, which is what's happening at MetaHedge. You see how it works out? So hopefully that'll get you like an idea. Okay. And then, and then the partners really decide who can use the off chain plat- platforms because the, the, the users can only purchase tokens from the partners. So uh, the platforms that can be used can only be really used by the discretion of the providers providing enough tokens for the general public to use those. So that means that the providers eventually end up selling lots and lots of tokens, which means that they start staking, which means that the stake grows, which means that what I just said to you earlier in the podcast, we're going to begin to give you guys more tokens because we're starting to produce money off of platforms. And well, we're going to do something with it, which is give it to the people that helped out in the beginning. That was what the whole purpose of like the entire thing was. So, OK, anyways, so just like Ocean, just like MetaHedge has providers, Ocean Protocol has providers. And then there's consumers, which will be people that want to use the data tokens, either to for security, to transfer money to somewhere. OK, these will be the people that eventually want to use our MetaHedge token to for, like I said, to store things securely, to, to transfer money from one location to another securely uh, for staking for using platforms like only legends for using platforms like uh like fight club for using platforms uh like the like the nft marketplaces the decentralized exchanges to purchase cryptocurrencies uh to use the the trading platforms that the bots are on all of like these things are going to be things that to use meta search in itself um you know these are all things that people will eventually Want to use metatokens for? Also, to be able to exchange and go from platform to platform, to be able to take loans out uh, on on their cryptocurrencies. All of these things are things that the metatoken is now poised to do, and it's what we're, our technology is based on. So the idea is is to have providers and to have consumers, just like in any other project. Okay, now the other thing that we have is marketplaces to connect the consumers and to connect the providers. And then MetaHedge makes its two and a half percent, which is what I said from the beginning, right? We get in the middle of it and then we provide the security by having the provider send it to us, having the consumer send it to us. We stay in the middle so everybody stays legit. Everybody goes there. We can maintain anonymity and do a million other things. And at the same time, nobody gets screwed, right? And the company makes money which we also, by the way, then turn around and give back to our providers again in one way or another. You see, so all of like this stuff works together to make people money. Ocean Protocol uses, oh Lord, I'm gonna end up going longer. I already see it than usual. All right, anyways, uh, Ocean Protocol works the same way like MetaHedge, okay? Uh, And I'm glad we just got that because this is something that like, I think everybody kind of like needed to figure out too. So I'm glad I just went into a little bit of detail about like, you know, the three phases of like MetaHedge and how they compare you know, to Ocean to Ocean Protocol. And Ocean Protocol has a lot of similarities in, like, in what we do and to what they do, okay? But it's just on, on the Solana marketplace. All right, so anyways, the Ocean Market, uh, which is one of the main components here, is an automated market maker, an AMM, that was built to facilitate the minting and exchanging of data tokens, okay? This is the exchange that MetaHedge is building as well. Very similar thing. In contrast to traditional order book-style trading that matches bids and asks of participating parties, automated market makers use a collection of liquidity pools similar to Uniswap and Balancer that allow each trade to settle through a set of market contracts, very similar to MetaHedge. When we, pro- when a provider seeks to mint and publish a data token, they specify several fields to inform consumers about their product, including a title, description, price, and a URL where the data can be found, which is then encrypted and stored on Ethereum. Okay. Ultimately, when consumers decide to redeem their data tokens, the data is then decrypted and subsequently downloadable directly from the wallet connected to the marketplace. This differs from MetaHedge. We use a different protocol because we're on Solana. So we have an exchange where I was saying works a lot like like, uh, eBay. So a consumer comes in and says, hey, I need X amount of tokens for this. And then a provider provides the tokens for that. Once the two tokens get consumed and used, they either become burned by the platform where they were or they get returned to the platform, at which point then they get returned in the form of a stake or they could be issued out to a partner in the form of rewards which is like an old another phase of meta hedge that's coming as the partners start to fulfill more and more transactions okay so anyways uh so that's a little bit of a difference but uh but it explains a little bit of what we do at meta as well now The compute to data uh, from Ocean's protocol is one of the features that allows for data sharing while preserving the user privacy. Using their method, data tokens allow consumers to leverage certain portions of a data set to run specific computing jobs, thus supporting the development of research or artificial intelligence while keeping certain user information private. Providers can therefore keep data sets on their own servers and sell portions of it to specific parties or for particular use cases. Okay. So they actually end up keeping some of the data and then that data becomes identifiable to the user. MetaHedge, we came around this by decentralizing our central, our, our main area and then dividing the provider and the consumer into separate nodes. So the validation is done by the provider and by the consumer and is reported back to the third party so everybody uploads to the third party the third party's decentralized and then the third party looks around and says hey did you get what you needed to get and it goes yeah and then did you get what you needed to get yeah and then the third party issues out a thing that says everybody got what they were supposed to get and that becomes a confirmation and once that's done it's done and since there was no your customer on the provider side and there is no your customer on the customer side but MetaHedge won't exchange the information with anybody, then both customers stay anonymous, even though... We fulfill the requirements for know your customer because we know the customer, but each customer that's fulfilling the transaction does not know who fulfilled the transaction or where the money came from or where the money is going to. All the MetaHedge keeps attraction a, a transaction of is that money went from one wallet to another wallet. That's it. So it works a lot like MetaSearch does. So if you look at the MetaSearch technology of how the search engine works, then that actually also dictates a lot how our cryptocurrency works for the anonymity portion of it all. So is Ocean's Protocol good? Yes. Why? Because it's going to help out as artificial intelligence becomes more and more of a thing. So, artificial intelligence, listen, listen, cryptocurrencies go through phases, all right? Phases become like the things, and that's where the money becomes apparent. The very first thing that ever happened was Bitcoin. You just had to get in on Bitcoin, okay? And then there was the Dow, okay? There was Defy. You hear these things, there was the NFT. OK, now you're hearing about crypto. There was the metaverse, right? The metaverse. And then now now you're starting to hear about AI, AI companies and AI based cryptocurrencies because the future is artificial intelligence. So people will put their money where they think that the future is because that's what they think. You know, that's one thing that's assured in life is that you're headed to the future unless you're not. You know, and if you're not, then you don't have to worry about it. It means that you died. If you're not headed to the future, it means you just died. And then who gives a shit about what your cryptocurrency portfolio is doing? But if you're headed into the future, you want to know what the future is going to hold. All right, guys, it's at 28 minutes, which means that I can cut two minutes off of this podcast and let you go and still do a shorter podcast. Oh, my God, 29 minutes and six seconds. If you don't do anything else until the next time that we meet, by THE FRICKIN' DIP!
0: This has been Tales from the Cryptocurrency. Our passion is to teach everyone, from teens to boomers, about NFTs, cryptocurrencies, how to invest and how to stay safe. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to smash the like button and leave a review. Even bad reviews help. So please do it. For questions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit mymetahedge.com or send an email to CryptoKeeper, the number two, the letter U at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group at Tells from the Cryptocurrency. And join Cryptoni AirDrops on StockForge by using the promo code Cryptoni and try it free for 30 days. See you next time on Tales from the Cryptocurrency.